Yo, 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 what up, what up? Welcome back to the Talk About Shit Podcast with your boy Too Skinny. No guests this week. I, I appreciate everybody who listened to last week's episode. I had the homie Omar Ohaka on here. You know, we had a... Talked about all kinds of shit. That fucking... Uh, that part, <coughs> God damn, I'm over here dying and shit. Don't smoke carts, kids. Do not smoke carts. That's the fucking devil's come, boy. That shit will kill you. I, can't, I swear to God, bro. Coronavirus did not kill me. Omarion virus is not going to kill me, but this <coughs> motherfucking carts are going to kill me. Those are going to be the death of me, nigga. Let's see what takes me out first, the fucking Hot Pockets or the fucking carts. What are the <laughs> both, both of those are insanely unhealthy, and one of them is going to kill me, if not both put together. Motherfucking carts and Hot Pockets are going to tag team my ass out of this fucking world. <coughs> Damn, there, there they go, bitch-ass niggas. Um, anyway... Uh, let's get right into it. So, appreciate everybody who listened to last week's episode. I had the homie Omar Ohaka. Um, as you guys probably noticed by now, <coughs> I'm dying. <laughs> God damn, that's fucking. I'm sorry to the listeners. You had to hear that. Oh, uh, you know when, you know when the motherfucker next to you, like whether you're at work or you're at school, and they go like, <coughs> and they fucking, you know, they got boogers in their mouth because that shit just came out their throat. And they don't spit it out. They just swallow that bitch back. Don't be that nasty motherfucker. And I actually just did that right now, by the way. <laughs> I just did it right now. But damn, that shit was salty. <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. When I was little, I used to eat my boogers, bro. I swear to God, I used to eat my boogers when I was little. I ain't gonna lie. Every once in a while, I sneak one in. You feel me? Like, last week, I didn't have groceries for like three days, nigga. I was, I was eating boogers. Fucking hard-boiled eggs with a side of mocha, nigga. Fucking shit. <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. I don't know why I started talking about... I don't know why I started talking about that. What the fuck? I'm fucking dying inside. Fucking disgusting. Dude, it's because it's true, bro. Well, not not last week, but when I was little. When I was little. When I was. When I was little, <laughs> when I was little, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> All right, I can't talk about that. <laughs> okay, that's it, that's it. Uh, that's it, that's it, that's it. Let me wash that shit out of my head. Holy fuck. Dude, it's because every time I think of something nasty, I don't know why I have this fucking, like, reaction that I have to gag. Like, it just happens naturally. Like, if I smell a fart, even if it's the slightest, like, not even smelly, but, you know, if I, if I get a little smell of fart or something, I start gagging. Like, oh, I can't even, like, oh, I'm fucking very fucking disgusted in a lot. Like, it's not even that I'm disgusted. It's just my body, like, automatically gags, bro. I don't, I don't know why, bro. But anyway, um. I wish I would actually, oh, anyway, I don't even know, but, so, when I was, when I was little, um, I used to eat my burgers a lot, and, <laughs> and one time, I remember I was laying on the, on the living room couch with my dad, I was probably, like, six or seven years old, and he was, uh, I think he was laying down on the couch, and I was, like, sitting on his stomach, like, like, just, like, watching TV, and he was just, like, he's literally, he literally was, like, like, knocked out, like, I remember he had his eye, his eyes closed, right, and, uh, but my dad looks like me. If you know me, you know, my eyes always look closed, even though they're not. And my dad is similar, you know, he's not fat, but he just has real slanted eyes. The fact that I'm fat just makes mine look even more slanted. But, um, anyway, this motherfucker, bro, he was, I guess he was pretending to be sleep and I was digging in my fucking nose for gold and I found this fat, slimy booger and I put it in my mouth and I put it in my mouth, and uh, my dad opens his eyes, bro. He's like, yes, it's coming on. I was like, oh, shit, nigga. I, I, I fucking flicked that shit across the room, nigga. He was like, I was like, nothing. 
He's like, "Estás comiendo los mocos." I was like, "Nah." Well, you know, you know, kids always deny it and shit, fool. But my dad for sure called me red-handed, fool. Anyway, um, I ain't gonna lie. You start doing coke, you start eating your boogers again, fool. You'll be like, "Damn, there's no more coke." But if I fucking dig this bitch out, I bet it'll numb my it'll numb my tongue. <laughs> I know some of you coke kids, nigga. Four a.m., five a.m. when they no more in the bag. I know I seen y'all niggas eat y'all boogers before. I'm fucking fiend ass niggas. <laughs> anyway, um, let's start the podcast. <laughs> um, I uh, apologize for being late, dude. I've been super fucking busy. I ain't gonna lie to you guys. And then something happened this Sunday or Saturday night, Sunday morning that really kind of, I mean, I'm not gonna say it fucked me up, but it really did like derail me and my plans for Sunday. Like, I'm a big fan of West Coast music. You guys know that I fuck with Shoreline Heavy. And with that being said, you know I fuck with everybody around Shoreline. Shoreline put me a lot, a lot lot to a lot of great artists like O3 Greedo, you know, the people up in Detroit, Bandman, uh, all of them boys, Shorty Shorty. And of course, um, one of OG's main mans, uh, Draco the Ruler, who at first, you know, when I first heard Draco the Ruler's music, it was kind of like... Uh, I was like, this dude's weird. It's like he's just whispering over the beat, you know? But you had to really, like, listen to it a few times, and then you realize, like, oh, this motherfucker's raw. Like, he's spitting real bars, real disrespectful bars, and making it seem so nonchalant. Like, he's just really just talking into the mic. So it was fucking... um you know, it, it, it was real catchy. The song that really, like, uh, I guess you could say made me a fan, he did a Bet You a Freestyle, which is... Uh, which is, you know, uh, Shorty Shorty's sing, breakout single, the bitch you a, bitch you a, bitch you a dog and your homegirl too. Anyway, so uh, he did that remix and he does, uh, he do, literally loops the beat into like seven minutes and just fucking raps over it. Raps nonstop, bro. Nonstop over the beat. So if you have not heard that song, if you haven't, if you didn't know who Draco the Ruler was before, uh, before he passed away this weekend, I mean, go listen to that song. I feel like that song would make you into a fan. Um, other than that, of course, he got that one banger with Drake. I think it's called "Talk to Me." Honestly, I, I wasn't even really f- dick riding dick riding him because of Drake. Like Drake, Drake's feature didn't do nothing for me. I was listening to all his other shit. You feel me? We know the truth. It was a big song uh, for We Know the Truth this year. You know, Too Skinny and them did a lot of exposing. And <laughs> hey, we know the truth, bitch ass nigga. The truth we know. <laughs> Shout out Draco, man. I rest in peace to a real ass nigga. Long live the greatest, which is also a great fucking song uh, dedicated to his homeboy, Catchy. Catchy the Great, uh, another LA rapper. And um, this dude, I mean, he has a. Uh, Draco the Ruler, also his blood brother, which is Ralphie the Plug, um, is also a rapper, kind of adopted the same flow and style and, I guess, quote-unquote cadence, as Draco the Ruler would say. And uh, they rap very similar. They're actually out of L.A., I believe, South Central. They so I mean, they're called the Stink Team. That's the name of their group. And um, they're, they're basically a... a they're basically Crips. They're aligned with the Crips, and, and they fuck with Crips. You feel me? Um, anyway, and uh, I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, he, for those of you guys that don't know, Draco was actually locked up because he was uh, on trial for murder because allegedly they had shot at some at some guys and somebody lost his life, and he was in trial, but none of the niggas that was right there folded. Like, nobody told besides one dude. I think one dude took a plea deal, so they, put, they gave him his deal or whatever, but he wasn't enough to basically build a case and then ended up with Draco walking free. So this motherfucker literally beat a murder case. Probably did it, too. I ain't going to lie. But you know what I'm saying? He, 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 he was literally facing life in prison, gets out of prison, goes back to rapping and becomes more successful than he already was. And if I'm not mistaken, he was independent as well. So he was getting all his fucking money. He wouldn't, he didn't owe a label shit, which is why he didn't have big promo and big marketing and shit. But he was still as an independent artist to get a fucking Drake feature. You got to be in your fucking bag. So shout out to Draco and his team. I, uh, when I heard the news, I remember we we had, we were uh, I, we came here. I was at a show and we we got here after the show and uh, we were drinking. I mean, I, I think everybody had a. Oh, we were still here at the crib drinking when we found out that he had got stabbed, and and it kind of fucking literally. I, I mean, for me personally, it literally like ruined the mood. You know, I was just kind of like. Damn, what the fuck? And my homie Tony was here, which obviously, if you guys don't know Tony, he was in the last episode towards the end. Um, 
he was talking about, oh, well, who is that fool? Like, I don't even know who that is. And I actually had to remind him that he also, Draco the Ruler, this is how fucking legendary he was. He also had a song with Herencia de Patrones. They had their song called uh, La Verdad, which is also a banger. You know, I'm not going to lie. I was, it wasn't in my everyday playlist. But when it came on, I blasted it. I wasn't skipping that bitch. So it was it was a really good song. They both went hard as fuck, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, man, that motherfucker. So then Tony was like, oh, shit, I didn't know it was that dude, you know? So yeah, I mean, I'm sure if you think you haven't heard of Draco, you probably have and you don't even realize it. But uh, but yeah, man, for those of you guys that know me, you know I'm huge on the L.A. scene, and and it kind of really fucked me up, because uh, again, Draco, like, <clears throat> maybe not that, um, maybe not the Drake song, but Draco was in our everyday playlist. We used to fuck, we used to fuck, with, we used to fuck, <laughs> yeah, me and Draco used to fuck, <laughs> no, but we used, I used to fuck with him heavy, and I guess the reports that came out was uh, they were at a festival this weekend in L.A., which was the Once Upon a Time in L.A. festival. They had, basically, it was all uh, L.A. artists, you feel me, and in LA, I don't have you got I don't I, I'm not I'm not saying Chicago is very bad and I'm not saying LA is worse than Chicago, which people sometimes take pride in that, like, oh no, Chicago's the most deadliest city, which I don't think it's anything to brag about, but just being realistic, I think that LA is getting bad and there's a lot of killings, but I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as Chicago, south side of Chicago. I don't even think LA numbers touch Chicago numbers, but honestly, I haven't done research. This is just off what I see every weekend coming out of uh, <clears throat> coming out of Chicago. I mean, every fucking weekend, bro, sixty shootings, motherfucking thirteen dead, fifteen dead. Like this is normal, bro. Like they were ABC Seven comes out with a report every Monday with how many shootings and how many people died of a bullet uh, every fucking week. It's like a fucking like that many people literally don't die at war. You feel me? I mean, unless you nuke a fucking town, right? But other than that, no, there's not fucking that type of numbers. You know, uh, being lost every fucking day or every weekend. You feel me? Especially in the summer. So anyway. Uh, I didn't talk about this at all uh, last week, but Slim 400, who was an affiliate of YG's, I, I don't know if they were still cool closer to Slim 400's death. I think they had a falling out, but he was riding with YG. I believe he was actually signed to YG for a long time. Uh, he recently got murdered in LA, which he was a blood. Uh, there's actually like, if you look it up, there's like ring doorbell footage of uh, the dude coming up to his car while they were, I think he might've been in Compton, literally rolled up to his car, started bucking at him while he was sitting in his whip. And you could, you could hear Slim 400 say, I believe it's hold on, hold on. Like, like chill, bro. You feel me? And, and it looked like somebody just set him up. Somebody gave him, gave the other person his location. The dude came and basically had a, had a mission. You feel me? And, and they, they literally dragged him out of the car into the front lawn. You know what I'm saying? What you would consider the fucking block and killed him in his own fucking hood, bro, which is fucking sad. And it's sad to see on video, you know, especially with a music artist that I really fuck with. I mean, I wasn't listening to Slim 400 every day, but I know he got that banger with YG and uh, Sad Boy Loco, uh, that bruising. I'm bruising, bruising. That shit was a banger with fucking Sad Boy's like, I'm sipping on a michelada while my handy gets cold and something, something, something. That shit's a banger, boy. But um, anyway, so... So Slim 400 died not too long ago, and then you know a few a few a few days or I guess a week later, uh, Draco dies. He's a part of the Crips now. I don't know if these if these uh, I don't know if these deaths have anything to do with each other, but just from what's being reported out of the L.A. festival, out of what happened that weekend this weekend, is that um, Draco showed up with his team, which I guess you know when you get booked. For a festival, you know, for example, you're an artist to perform on stage. I mean, when I get when I get booked to perform at a big show in, in the city or whatever, they tell me, oh, you could bring four people or you could bring five people, you know. But you always get a limit. You can't just come in with all your homies or the whole hood or whatever the fuck and do whatever the fuck you want, obviously, right? Because people got to make money and their safety, you know, precautions and shit like that. But I'm obviously nowhere near the level of these guys. So Draco, the ruler was told he could only bring 15 people, which if you ask me 15, I don't even know. I don't If somebody told me I could bring 15 people, I don't even know what 15 motherfuckers I would pick. Cause I'm not even cool with 15 motherfuckers. Like I'll probably have a good eight. You feel me? But this motherfucker brought his 15 people to the to, to, to the festival and obviously even though you're an artist they want to make sure everybody's safe back there or, or or so they say and they have metal detectors they have security so nobody can bring weapons even if you're an artist right <clears throat> now um as far as uh that goes he was there you know pr pretty much all day because i know he had an early set that day and then yg 
had a later set in the night. And people said that YG showed up with about 100 motherfuckers. People say it was between 75 to 100, right? Of course, if you look at 60 motherfuckers or 50, I mean, if you see 50 motherfuckers in a mob, it's going to look like 100, you know? So I don't know if there's an exact number out there, but it was way more than what Draco had with him. And I guess they literally... Being, you know, at war, white bloods and crips or whatever the fuck. Like, I'm not trying to get fucking gang political here, but just trying to report what I heard. YG and him kind of got into an altercation. And then eventually one of YG's homies pulled a knife out and stabbed Draco in the neck. Um, you know, of course, if you if you get stabbed in the neck in the right place, artery or whatever the fuck, I mean, you're going to bleed out and die. You feel me? And depending on how big that fucking, ooh, I burped, going to be a good episode. But anyway. I uh, I mean, you know what I'm saying? There's even footage with the internet, you know, moving so fast. If something happens, there's probably, you'll probably be, if something happens in fucking across the world, you'll probably be able to see a video within 30 minutes of it happening in your living room. You feel me? And, and that's like what it was. There was people literally putting videos on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram of Draco on the floor bleeding out, <laughs> which is real fucking sad to see because I, I remember the, the, I remember when, when, uh, Mo3 died and uh, he was on the highway and they were literally giving him CPR and trying to bring him back to life as he's on the highway. And people are literally driving by and taking video of that. And it was sad to see, you know, I feel it almost gave me flashbacks to that. But um, he, he said he was taken to the hospital. He wasn't reported dead right away. So I kind of literally was up waiting to see if he would pull through or what. And uh, eventually, like around three, four in the morning is when I, I think I saw the first initial report that said he had passed away. So I don't know. I kind of fucking bummed me out a little bit. I definitely wanted to talk about it on the podcast just because, again, he was somebody I was listening to every single fucking day. Um, and it's kind of and again, it, com- it comes down to um, to living that lifestyle. You feel me again with with these artists and in the industry picking out these fucking you know, not only the industry, but us, the people, gravitating to real music, like being super fans of Push Icy, super fans of Young Dolph, because we feel like, oh shit, these motherfuckers really mean the shit they talk about. It's not no goofy ass rapper that, you know what I'm saying, no Island Boy or Lil Xan or Lil Pump, where they're, where they're rapping about some shit, you're just like, this motherfucker capping, you feel me? Even somebody like Lil Uzi, if he rap about killing, like you're just like, cap, 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 you feel me? Nav. I mean, there's just a lot of rappers that are fake. You, you could tell right away from their, the way, when they do interviews, the way they talk, you're like, oh, this motherfucker is not living the way he raps, just off his fucking persona. And But Draco was one of those people that he didn't have the same flow or, or the same sound as a Memphis or Atlanta, like, gutter trap music, but you could tell his shit was real too, you feel me? Like, it was just that version of it, the, the LA version of it, you feel me? So, um... Yeah, man, I was I, I really was fucking with him heavy, and unfortunately, you know, he passed away. So, long live the greatest, R.I.P. Draco the Ruler, man. Uh, and and uh, here we'll we'll go ahead and uh, move on from this. And then, as far as the YG thing, that hasn't been confirmed yet. But again, it comes down to uh, I think the, the the actual report how it came out was um, Draco the Ruler's friend and artist was recording. Draco the ruler as he's literally bleeding out like the the paramedics are there helping him so obviously there's not much you can do besides watch and hope they can bring him back to life and he's recording and as as he's recording I think he's also talking and saying like hey man like it was why like he said it was YG and his boys he kind of was on there dry snitching in a way but I, I, I mean I'm not like I said I'm not gonna I'm not going to say what's right and what's wrong as far as streets goes and shit cuz I ain't going to lie like I'm not going to tell you oh yeah I'll be out in the streets no I'm not I'm not I'm I'm not that guy pal so but obviously I just understand I I just try to understand everybody and how that shit work and in this specific event obviously uh Obviously, this guy was emotional. You know, they just killed his homeboy. And not too long ago, they had lost his other homeboy, Ketchy. So it's like, damn, basically two of the biggest breadwinners in our fucking gang, in our team. Not only that, but our homies just fucking died. What the fuck are we going to do? You feel me? So, uh, yeah, so he gets emotional. I think he's on Instagram Live, and he basically starts spilling details. So I think that alone is already, like, going to get the feds looking into YG. And and I feel like, you know, this shit's going to unfold a whole not only a gang war that's already going on and it's been going on since the 90s and 80s and shit, but I feel like with rappers, like rappers specifically is going to get a little bit more dangerous. You know, it's like, damn, we can't even get over the Young Dolph shit and Draco got killed. Like, goddamn, nigga. Fuck. They're killing everybody out here. Shit. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll move on from this a little bit just to kind of uh, 
lighten the mood up a little bit. I know it's Christmas week and shit. I uh, oh, real quick, I want to touch base on what happened last, the, not last episode, but the la- the episode before that, the Super Gremlin episode that I did. I told a story at the end of the podcast, the one about how my school had uh, basically made me write out a letter to the North Pole, and then on Christmas Eve night, a UPS driver brought me a whole bunch of gifts and, and basically hooked me up. With all the gifts I asked for. So I actually have a listener. Uh, shout out to my homie uh, Gerardo Ortega. He um, he uh, he actually is works for the post office. USPS mail. So shout out to my boy. Got a government job. And he's been a listener I believe since day one. So shout out to him. Uh, he, he told me that... Um, he told me that they do this, uh, I, th- I believe it's called Operation North Pole, that the USPS uh, does this. And, uh, and, he, 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 and he also wanted me to mention this, that even though USPS and UPS and FedEx and Amazon are all separate, during the holidays they all respect each other because they know what it's like to have to be delivering packages throughout the fucking winter and, and, and especially the holiday season. So shout out to everybody who's in the delivery service. Shout out my nigga Chins and all the boys at FedEx. I know y'all fuck with me down there. Uh, I guess I don't think I know anybody that work at UPS, but shout out to y'all too, niggas. Um, other than that... Um, Nobody give a fuck about DHL. Motherfuckers don't want DHL. <laughs> nah, but uh, yeah, but uh, so he told me that uh, people, people basically the USPS service takes these cards from the North Pole. You know, sometimes they 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 basically do it with uh along along the school side. You know, and they get together or whatever, and and, and then you can go online to Operation North Pole, and you can actually help out and make some kids dreams true so it's, it's basically like a, or some type of like organization you know like kids send these letters to the north pole and then you can choose to sponsor each kid so i want to say that's probably what happened somebody sponsored me they bought me all these gifts it could have been the ups driver himself you know that chose to sponsor me that day on christmas eve damn i feel like shit because if he chose to sponsor me and, and like we could have at least we almost invitado un pinche taco de mole nigga something un puto tamal we fuck I slammed the door on his ass fool you know but you know what like bro I was little like I wasn't even affiliated with white people back then like when I like you feel me like what the fuck like like I, I was like bro like 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 nowadays we're adults and we live in the real world we work real jobs so we come across all races you feel me but when I was little bro growing up in the city. Everybody lived in my neighborhood was either Puerto Rican, Mexican, or black. When I moved to Aurora, when I went to East, everybody in the East side of Aurora is Mexican, black. If there's a few white people, but come on, nigga, are those really white people? The, the only white person in Aurora is Emily Tracy. Shout out Emily Tracy. That, that's it. You feel me? Like everybody else is not white. Them niggas is just Mexican with white skin, boy. Them, I'm telling you, I, you know what whites I'm talking about. You feel me? No teeth, all that. But um, anyway, so. I wasn't really, you feel me? Like, I wasn't about to let some white motherfucker come in my house and have dinner with us just because uh, I was, uh, he gave me a trash bag full of gifts. I didn't, I didn't know who it was. You know, I was young, man. But I do feel bad. I wish I wish that one day I can find that person and, and, and repay this, you know? But anyway, so yeah, so he he messaged me and he told me that that's usually what happens. They Somebody sponsors these, these kids who write letters to the North Pole. And that's great, you know, maybe... I was thinking about sponsoring a kid this year, nigga, but I can't even sponsor myself. But, but maybe next year I'm sponsoring a kid. Um, but anyway, so I wanted to touch base on that a little bit. And now moving on to a lot of uh, different shit that's happened this week. Most importantly, I want to say uh, the Spider-Man movie came out. Uh, Spider-Man, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I'm not a big I, I mean, I've said this before. I'm not a big fan of the superhero movies. Like, super, like the superhero movies just don't do shit for me. I was talking about that to somebody I was talking about the JV today. I was like, bro, like musicals and and superhero movies and even like those action movies, like the newest Fast and Furious movies, like where it's too much bullshit. I just can't even sit through it, bro, because I feel like when I watch a movie, I like to picture myself as the main character. You feel me? Like I'm like, OK, that's me. Like, like that's why I like watching romantic comedies. You feel me? I make my like, oh, that's me. I'm I'm Owen Wilson or I'm. Paul Rudd, or I'm that I'm that character Ryan Reynolds, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I fell in love with the with the main with the baddest bitch in the movie, and then we kiss at the end, and then I go cry about it in my room, nigga. That's how I like to watch movies. When you start watching unrealistic shit like Transformers and shit like that, when you're like, all right, nigga. First of all, 
that would never happen to me. Like, I can't watch no Spider-Man, nigga. Like, Spider-Man would never be able to save me, dog. You feel me? Like, if I'm getting fucking beat up by 30 motherfuckers and Spider-Man come to save me, he gonna come, he gonna pick me up with a web. I'm so fucking heavy, nigga. The web is gonna rip, nigga. But I'm sorry, got those those, bro. And we're gonna both be, we're gonna be, he gonna try to swing off the Sears Tower, nigga. I'm gonna rip the fucking web. We're gonna go into a building through the window, boy. Nigga's gonna think it's 9-11 all over again. But but anyway, um, I uh, I didn't go I didn't go watch it right. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm not gonna spoil it for you guys because I didn't go watch it. So don't worry about that. I'm I want to go watch it. I'm a, I was a big fan when I was younger. I was a big fan of like the first two Spider Mans, even the third one where where he got the black suit and shit. But after that, any of the new I think Andrew Garfield is the the new the newer Spider Man, and then the newest one is Tom Holland or whatever his name is. How the fuck Tom Holland? How the fuck Spider Man got a British accent? Man, we should have gave this shit to a white boy, America, MAGA, nigga. Fuck you, how the fuck Spider Man talk like this, boy? You get me fucked up, nigga. You think that? You... First of all, I don't want any of my heroes with an accent. No. <laughs> Racist as fuck. Nah, just kidding. But I'm excited to I'm excited to watch it just because of Doctor Octopus. I liked his movie, the Spider Man Two. So I feel like I, I heard he comes back in this one. I don't know though. So we're going to check it out. Other than that, man, um, that's kind of it on the Spider-Man movie. Oh, you know what? I did want to talk about this a little bit. Um, I, I, I fucking, uh, the fucking, I remember one year for Christmas. I remember, remember I told you guys that my my dad used to give me one gift every Christmas. I had to pick what I wanted. And there was one year before I think, before I got into video games, uh, before I got into like the Game Boy SP and shit, before it got stolen, I obviously wanted toys, right? And I had one time I had asked for, um, I asked for that Spider Man, uh, the, the Spider Man glove you put on your wrist with the fucking aerosol can and it just spits out like the gooey shit, looks like dry cum and shit. So I, dude, I remember that night my dad got fucked up. He went to sleep like at 2 3 in the morning. We had opened gifts already, everybody had. You know, everybody was already, like, playing with their gifts. Like, we had no family in our house. It was just me and my mom. I think my mom was up talking to her sister or some shit on the phone. And I was the only one bullshitting with my toys. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to use this Spider-Man shit. Bro, in one fucking night, I wasted the whole can. I fucking... (laughs) I fucking webbed out the whole fucking basement, bro. Like, because I told you guys, we used to live in a basement. So it's not a big fucking house. So I didn't need too much fucking spray. So just one can, bro. I put all over the kitchen i don't know why i thought that that shit was gonna be able to like actually like be like web but obviously it wasn't i was like this is fucking bullshit so i think when i saw that i was like fuck this i'm gonna just spray this shit everywhere and i sprayed it all over the basement and then i went to sleep my mom didn't even stop me because you know sometimes mexican moms get on the phone especially like when it's a family gathering they already had a few tequilitas and shit she wasn't even saying shit boy i remember the next day i woke up my dad woke up he's like what the fuck did you do I was like, my bad. Like he's like, nigga, clean all this shit up. I had to clean all that bullshit up, fool. <laughs> Bro, I couldn't. But anyway, uh, dude. And then COVID. I want to talk about the Omicron a little bit. It looks like COVID is back. You know, obviously it never left. I don't need nobody DMing me talking about it never left. Omicron. What was it? Is Omicron. Omnicron, Omnicron, yeah, it's Omnicron. The new variant is what they're talking about. I'm not gonna lie, every time they come out with a new variant, like the Delta variant or whatever, um, I wasn't really paying too much attention. I felt like it was just propaganda and bullshit, but... (laughs) But, um... Damn, nigga. (laughs) (coughs) Fuck, my bad. (laughs) Apologize to the listeners, I'm dying. Speaking about Omicron, he got me by the fucking neck. (laughs) Nah. um, Actually, yes. Motherfucker. Nah, so. uh, Ooh, there goes some mocos up my throat. (laughs) So. (laughs) I want to talk about this real quick. This past weekend, I had one of the best. Comedy weekends in my life, I feel like in my comedy career thus far, for sure. <clears throat> I'm, I've only been doing comedy like for real, like three years. So obviously, I, you know, I, I enjoy every opportunity that I get, and uh, I, I make the best of it. But this past weekend, I had some of my most favorite shows I've ever done in my life. <clears throat> Starting with Thursday, I filmed. Uh, 
So on Thursday, uh, we did a comic ball, which is one of the biggest shows in Chicago, a biggest com- like Latino shows in Chicago. It's a Mikey O show. Uh, shout out to Mikey O. He's one of the biggest Latino producers, if not the biggest Latino producer in, in the Chicagoland area when it comes to comedy shows, fundraisers. And basically all kinds of shit. So he, you know, he buddy buddy with the politicians. He buddy buddy with the police department, uh, and, and, and he's, uh, you know, he he got pool and shit. So I'm happy that he. I, I believe earlier in the year in February, I did my no March. I did my first show. I was supposed to do my first show with Mikey O, like his big show that he does every year or every other month in the summer. I was supposed to do it for the first time in March 2020. And fucking COVID hit, and they canceled it. So I didn't get to do that fucking show until this year, 2021, in in March. I they got it got rescheduled for March, and I did it for the first time in March. Knocked it out of the park. They kept bringing me back all fucking summer. I did like out of his 15 shows that he does, I probably did about five of them, which is pretty good considering I'm the like usually he mixes it up, so it's never the same comics besides, you know, his maybe two or three favorite. And I'm glad that I was in that list this year. And he literally kept bringing me back. He brought me, I did a, that show with the WGN news anchor, Annabelle Vidal, uh, last month. So he brought me, you know, just, just for him to bring me around that circle and network with people that are literally on TV, uh, just about every night or every morning. Um, it's a blessing, you know, he, he put me in position or whatever, but this past weekend we did something big. I didn't really want to talk about it too, too much on the podcast because the tickets were already sold out. So we couldn't even do shit about it. But, um, we, we did a, we did a show. So he picked five comedians out. So shout out to Gwen La Roca, who's going to be on HBO max, uh, next year, 2022. Joy Villa Gomez, who is on comedy central and HBO Latino. Abby Sanchez, who is on HBO max right now. Anthony Fuentes, who's on fucking, he was just on a Kelly Clarkson show. And, uh, he, he was, uh, he was uh, on WGN News. They featured him, too, on the news. So, I mean, like, literally everybody that was on this show has TV credits, has been touring the country, literally has been doing all kinds of shit. I was the only motherfucker there that was, number one, the youngest, and number two, the most ain't shit. Like, I didn't have no credits, nigga. I was like, bro, I'm that nigga from the How to Rock a Snapback video. Nigga, like, talking my shit podcast. That's where I'm from, fool. Uh, but, you know, it, it was a blessing for me to be amongst those great comedians. You feel me? And I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. So this show, we were, we were, we were filmed. We filmed this show professionally with five cameras. What their plans are is to, number one, they're going to send me my footage so I can do whatever I want with it. But number two, they're going to put it all together and they're going to basically market it and sell it to, not the DVD, not the actual footage, but sell it almost like a commercial to colleges and be like, oh, look, this is the the comedians that we represent and these are the comedians that we want to bring to your colleges. Please uh, let us know if you if you want us at your colleges. You know, we got Latino colleges, black colleges, oh, white colleges, I guess. But all kinds of universities and colleges, you know, these schools have big budgets because you retards that went to college paid them so much fucking money. No, I'm just kidding. Which we're going to talk about student loan forgiveness here in a bit, but... I'm just, but you know, obviously people follow their dreams, want careers and pay these schools big money. So sometimes they do have these leftover big budgets, um, and, and they give them to comedians, bro. Sometimes they pay comedians up to $10,000 a piece for a fucking gig. So we're, we're trying to sell these fucking, this show as a whole. So basically we kind of put like, we're trying to put together like a little tour with the comics that were on this show and, and, and lock in a few dates, maybe, maybe like a month or two months and, and kind of just travel to these colleges. Now it's not going to be anything luxurious or it, we probably had to fucking find our own fucking transportation, but still just the fact that we'll be able to make money on the road and basically see new places and shit like that. If, if all goes well, right. If all goes well, um, it makes me, it makes me exciting. It makes me excited for the future, you know? And, uh, not only that, but also, uh, again, I told y'all niggas with the, with the fucking TikToks, y'all gotta follow me on TikTok, Ken Flores 300, bro. My shit going up. Shout out to my homie JV. He's been adding captions to more, more of my clips. I told y'all I had just put up a fucking TikTok that just did numbers. And I'm talking about my stand-up. Like, I don't want... I'm not up there fucking doing dances or no fucking bullshit. I'm fucking literally about my stand-up only. And I've uploaded a few clips. One of them... I did a clip. I don't know if you guys seen it on my Instagram. My, my personal Instagram, Ken Flores 300 I was fucking... I talk about... I was doing crowd work. Literally, this was off the dome. I told this lady in the audience. I was like, hey, miss, you know, what do you do for work? And she's like, oh, I'm a special ed teacher. 
And then I kind of stay quiet. I go and I, and I say, oh, I thought I recognized you. How you doing, teach? You know, like, basically, that's my teacher. I'm special ed. That's the joke. People laugh. I wait a minute. And then I look at her again. And I'm like, miss, they don't make me wear the helmet no more. You know, as in, like, you know, I'm saying, I'm, anyway, but, <laughs> but, but, uh, but, you know, and, and then she got a laugh. Like, I, you know, I didn't make fun of her. I didn't make fun of her students. I made fun of myself, made a joke, and we all laughed about it. And it was good. But I, anyway, JV ended up putting captions captions on it. I put it on TikTok. Bro, that bitch got over half a million views right now, over 50,000 likes. And, I mean, it just makes me happy to know that just me bullshitting, you know, I guess you could say using my quote-unquote talent, like my natural self, you know, because... I don't know, it just, it just came off the dome, it came natural, and it's some shit I would have said around the homies, you feel me? Like a real joke, you feel me? And, 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 and you know, that that many people enjoyed it and, and, and liked it, you know, it makes me real fucking happy. Like, that's all I want for people to see my fucking art and what I love doing, you know? So that shit was amazing. And then on top of that, I just fucking, I cropped up two different, the, my two different vaccine jokes because I have a jokes about my mom doesn't want to get the vaccine. My first one, I put it up, it got about 50,000 views, but about... 12,000 likes, so, I mean, I was happy about that, that means that most of, well, I mean, a lot of the people that watched it did like it, you know, it was just a matter of, I think if more people would have seen it, it would have gone crazier, but regardless, we not mad, we keep going, I posted the second parts of that TikTok, which is, uh, talk about my mom cheating on my dad, and, uh, that video is now, I believe, at, uh, maybe 250,000 views, it has about, uh, I want to say right around 50,000 likes, uh, as well, or maybe less, but I think actually I think it's about fifty thousand. So, I mean that's almost fucking one quarter of the people that watched it, which is fucking twenty five percent engagement, you know. Um, which anyway, I care about shit like that because again, you know, we're fucking content creators and we want to fucking push and market, you know, without having to buy fake followers, without having to buy bullshit accounts, nothing like that, you know, all fucking natural and um, how do you say it? Like, uh, uh, no, it's it, there's a word like. Natural. It's not natural, but it's like natural. It's um, organic, organic. I want to happen, happen organic. You feel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I mean, there was like organic, omni, omni nigga. You feel me? Like it's too many words with O's out here right now. You feel me? But anyway, uh, um. Yeah, so 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 that shit's been going crazy on TikTok. So follow me on there, man. It's it's fucking it's fucking dope as fuck. You feel me? And uh, other 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 than that, damn, I was gonna I was the reason I brought that shit up was because I was gonna fucking say something else about it. But we got more content that I'm gonna put out. But anyway, um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking chop up that clip that we filmed with the five cameras professionally. Um, I'm going to chop it up and hopefully put more on TikTok and hopefully those do well or whatever. Um, and then on top of that, it even like well, shit, I mean, fucking put the, I'll put the whole fucking thing on YouTube, the whole fucking, my whole fucking set, because I ain't going to lie to you, bro. I was up there with people from TV. Everybody else was on TV and I ain't going to lie to you, bro. Word to God, bro. I feel like I had the best set of the night. Like, I feel like. Now, Joey Via Gomez, I respect. I respect everybody on the lineup. You know, I'm not. No, this is no. If any comedians are listening to this, this is no disrespect to any other comedian that was on the lineup, because I don't really think any comedians listen to this shit. But then I hear that some of them do. So my nigga, I'm like, this is just me being 100 percent honest. Not trying to, not trying to knock on nothing. But I felt like I like the laughs, the volume of laughs that I. You know, when you watch Silent Library and they have that radar in the bottom corner and it kind of goes up to like red when they start laughing too loud and they're disqualified and shit. I feel like if there was a meter when I went on stage compared to when everybody else went on stage, my shit hit the top. I would have been kicked out the library, nigga. They would have had to be kicked me out, nigga. Because I had them bitches loud, boy. They was laughing, nigga. Rolling on the floor. LMFA, yo, fuck is you talking about, nigga? Oh, my mama, nigga, I'm going, nigga, HBO, Netflix, hit my phone. Uh, no disrespect, though. No disrespect. <laughs> but, yeah, you feel me? Like, I, like, you feel me? We're all, with all due respect, like, in my most humble opinion, like, my most humble opinion, I don't even think that's a fucking, that's the most fucking thing. No, I'm just kidding. But, like, I'll bullshit aside, you feel me? Like, I, I, I felt like I was, I was like, I was in there. I was ready. I had my set ready. And I was low-key tweaking because I got a fucking pimple that day, bro. I have my face. My face. What? Big. 
my my face, bro. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I eat horrible. Like I said, I, fucking pop pockets and mocos. But but the, the like I don't fucking like my face. I don't have to, like I never had too much acne. You know, you know what I'm saying? Acne or whatever. Fuck you, however the fuck you say. It. I never had acne like that. Like I did get pimples. You know what I'm saying? Like random places and shit. Pop them, whatever the fuck. But um, I never. I never, I, I never like got like you know big red spots shit like you feel me like it, it just wasn't my thing you feel me, but um, I got a lot of other horrible shit but just not pimples you feel me, so the day that I gotta record this fucking quote unquote special or whatever the fuck you wanna call it the day I gotta you know what I'm saying look fly or whatever fucking I get this huge pimple on my cheek for. So now, whoever the fuck sees this clips or whatever, I'm going to just have this fucking big-ass bump. It looks like I'm... It looks like... You remember Ed, Ed, and Eddie when they used to put the jawbreakers in their mouth and they just had that fat-ass thing in their fucking cheek? That's exactly how I fucking looked, bro. I looked stupid, but whatever. You feel me? I didn't let that fucking knock me out of my fucking game. I went up there. I killed, bro. And, and so did everybody else. Don't get me wrong. Nobody did bad. I'm just feeling like the volume that I had in that fucking room, the control I had over that room... Was fucking impressive, dog. And I'm gonna tell you guys how every every weekend went, every every show went this weekend. So, cause it doesn't end too good. So wait for that story. But, but, but. So anyway, that it was great. It was great. It was great. It was great. I had shout out my homie Manny Rodriguez who was on, on one of the episodes, the the spooky episode, the Demon Time episode. Uh, he went out there to see me with his girl, and uh, shout out to my parents who also went out there, of course, you know. And it it, it was just a fun ass fucking time, bro. Then after that, on. Saturday, I was booked in Waukegan. It was like a, it wasn't a private gig, but it was a private gig, I guess. Um, there was a show at some, at a batting cage place, but the batting cage place was like three floors under the first floor, so it's like the third fucking basement of this building downtown. And these basements are not little, like they're not little basements, like oh, you could touch the fucking ceiling with your hands. No, it was a fucking warehouse down there, big fucking like. Big, big basement, probably 20 feet ceilings. Like, it was it was big, bro. It was, a, it was a warehouse, you know? It was just all the way in the fucking underneath, three floors down the ground. But anyway, and we couldn't find this place for the longest when we first went. It was me, JV, and Tony. We all went. And we couldn't find this place. Like, they told us it was on the third, on the second floor, but it was the second floor down. Not, I, I don't know. It was fucked up, right? We couldn't find it. And finally, we get into this elevator, and we get to the fucking level we're supposed to be at. Dude, the doors open to that fucking room. It felt, it literally felt like you guys ever seen the movie Tokyo Drift where the guy's like, oh, um, you ever, you ever heard of DK? And he's like, what's DK? And he's like, it means Drift King. He's like, oh, I thought he was talking about Donkey Kong or some shit like that, right? Some shit like that. And then the elevator doors open and the fucking Chinese girl's going like, I don't, I don't know how the fuck, I don't know how the fucking noise goes, but she's doing the fucking thing, right? And, and, and then the, the dudes are drifting, you feel me? Like, bro, the doors open, the fucking place was packed. Maybe 150 people in that bitch, bro. No cap. Hella motherfuckers, big ass stage, speakers, DJ. Bro, it was fucking busting, nigga. Like, raw. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh shit, I'm about to perform here? I was happy as fuck, dog. Again, a stacked lineup. A lot of the comedians that did the show with me on Thursday did this show with me too. It was a lot of Latinos in the motherfucking room. Shout out to everybody that was there. Uh, but again, again, not going to lie to y'all, bro. They put me up third, bro. Out of five comedians, they put me up third. I go up there, bro. Boy, I fucking Draco the ruler, the ruler that crowd, boy. I fucking killed them, nigga. I was... <laughs> that's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's, I didn't kill... I did not kill Draco the Ruler. I killed the, the audience. I killed the... I killed, I killed the show. <laughs> it, bro, I, did, I it was fucking... Like, bro, I got on stage, bro, and I was just talking shit about Waukegan, like... Like, like, what's up with y'all? Like, because the comedian before me was talking about fucking donkeys, and then the comedian before her was talking about he didn't want to fight some dude, so he put his fingers up his ass. Weird shit, right? Weird shit. You know, white white comics, you feel me? But anyway, so I go up there. I was like, hey, man, I ain't going to lie to you. Y'all some weird motherfuckers. I start talking shit about them and the people. Bro, people started dying, bro. Then I get into my fucking jokes, nigga. Dying. dying bro. And then I'm doing crowd work. People are talking to me. People, you feel me? Joaquin, Joaquin is just like Aurora, you feel me? And I... And Loki, I said that shit. I said that shit in Waukegan. I was like, Waukegan is just like Aurora. And then they fucking booed me. They were like, 
Boo, like, like as in like, no, it's not. And I was like, fuck y'all niggas. Aurora is way better than this fucking shithole. So don't worry, Aurora. I got y'all back. But anyway, anyway, so, but anyway, there weren't like the rest, like, bro, that show was so much fucking fun. He wanted me to do 20. I don't know how much I did. I probably did 25, bro. Probably did 30. I don't know, bro. But I fucking slaughtered that crowd, bro. After me, bro, that crowd, again, if you're comparing volumes and times of laughter, boy, my shit was through the roof. After people, people were literally coming up to me. They were like, why didn't they put you last? I was like, hey, you feel me? You feel me? Like, I just put my helmet, my helmet back on and left. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, it, it was a fucking great time, man. I was kicking it with some white shorties and shit. You feel me? Like, y'all know what white shorties I'm talking about. I'm going to post a picture fucking on my talk about, I'm going to talk on my shit page. You feel me? Like, them shorties that be white, that just started fucking with crack. Them bitches I be telling you I want to marry. That you could, I could still save these bitches. I'm finna save them. They was drinking, nigga. They was over there drinking Andre's champagne, the four dollar champagne you buy with to make the mimosas and shit, nigga. I was like, oh, these bitches are from the trenches, boy. But anyway, it was it was a great fucking time out there. And then on Sunday, I did the fucking comedy bar. And the comedy bar, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, bro. It was like a packed room. And there was supposed to be like 12 comics. I was only supposed to do five minutes. But, bro, that night I came home. You know, that's when I said that Draco the Ruler died. That was after this amazing show that I had uh, on Saturday night that I just told you about that was in the basement in Waukegan. Anyway, that same. So, anyway, we drank all night. So, I didn't even fucking get any fucking sleep. So, I'm literally on my way to the comedy bar. No sleep. Tired as fuck. Like, I'm dead, boy. Just on on autopilot. Broken, boy. And uh, I, I get to the fucking... Um, I get to the fucking venue, bro. It starts to get packed, whatever. I'm literally just drinking water. Like, I'm I'm not even trying to have anything else. I'm just literally, like, dead, boy. And then they bring up the first few comics, bro. I ain't gonna lie, nigga. They was all bombing. Everybody was maybe getting one laugh out of their whole five-minute set. But, man, there was not that many killers, bro. Like, nobody... I don't think anybody killed. There was one guy who had a great set. His name was Raza. Uh, I don't, I, I don't think I've seen him before, but he was really good. Uh, he was real, di- like he's, I believe he's Middle Eastern, so he had like a good political jokes, and I don't know, I thought he was really fucking hilarious. I fuck with him. And then the, I was about to go in the last, I, I, they put me last, right? I don't know if it was because they f- don't fuck with me or because they fuck with me. You never really know. But uh, I was like, damn, they want me to go last, and I guess that the pizzas were backed up. So then the manager come up to me because they they fuck with me already at the comedy bar. She's like, hey, I got the pizzas running a little bit late. Can you please, instead of doing five, can you just do 12? And then she was like, matter of fact, just do 15. So I'm like, bro, I'm over here thinking I'm about to have a hard-ass time doing five minutes in front of this crowd because I'm off no sleep. Now you want me to do 15? And, I mean, 15 minutes don't sound like a lot. Like, I wouldn't want to hang out with a bitch for 15 minutes, you feel me? But... If you're on stage doing public speaking or even in the classroom, like, say you had to do a presentation and you got to do 15 minutes, that shit is brutal. You feel me? So I go up there. My jokes are kind of landing, but it's like it's like a mild ass laugh. Like there, And then with this crowd, it's so diverse because it's usually a lot of tourists. It's downtown Chicago, right above the Geno's East. And uh, the, the laughs were literally coming from, like, different places, like, a little bit at a time. So I never really knew who the fuck was digging me and who wasn't. There was this big black dude in the front who was kept dying at all my shit, bro. And there was a point when I was I was literally doing a Wingstop joke about chicken wings. He literally was choking on a chicken wing because he was laughing so hard. So that, that was fucking dope to me, in my opinion. Uh, but other, In my opinion. <laughs> but other than that, it, it was a mid-set compared to the bangers I had had before that. And I get off stage, you know, everybody, you know, thanking me. People come up to me. And then this black dude that was choking on the wing comes up to me. And he's like, hey, man, I fuck with you. I was like, I appreciate that, dog. He's like, I'll tell you what. He's like, I'm a writer. He's like, I'm a writer. I'm working on a movie right now. He's like, he's like, I want, I need you on it. I was like, what? And I ain't gonna lie. Somebody had come up to me before and said this to me. But this guy, I don't think he was serious. He just probably did like independent movies in his garage and shit. But this guy right here that I was talking to, this big black dude, he was like, I need you on a movie. Like, woo And he even had the whole Hollywood look, bro. Like, just the beard with the blazer and the, you know, that boina hat and whatever, you know. And the, 
So I was like, yeah. He's like, follow me right now on Instagram. Like, I'm going to connect. I'm going to connect with you. My people going to hit you up. I was like, bet. So I follow him back on Insta. And, and I got up out of there, you know. I was like, well, okay, that kind of made me feel a little bit better about that set. You feel me? And then today, Tuesday, that I'm recording this episode, he hit me up. He literally called me on my phone, 4 p.m. He's like, send me your number. I sent him my number. He called me. He's like, hey, bro. He's like, I just want to let you know that I don't think I'm bullshit. Like, don't think that I'm bullshitting. He's like, we actually got a good budget for this film. So we're going to make it, like, really great. He's like, I got a few different comedians from a few different cities that are going to be part of it. But I just wanted you to be part of it. So we set up a meeting. He just sent me a few dates uh, so we can set up a meeting and talk about payment and also talk about my role in the film. Now, I don't know if this film is going to be in the movie theaters, right? It's probably just going to be something released on their website or most likely maybe if it get, if we get lucky, like an independent film, like, like a sun fucking what is that fucking film festival that like independent film festivals right so I, I i'm excited you feel me like something different you feel me it's always good to get out of your comfort zone i never thought i was a good actor but if i'm low-key down to be a writer like if they need me to be a writer um like like if they want me to write like a, a, like a script for, for for a movie that somebody else will act in i'll fuck with that shit heavy boy i love writing i love i love 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 that if you give me a topic and you want me to write about it pfft, and well, make it funny is what I mean. Not, don't tell me about a, the fucking essay on the Boston Tea Party, nigga. <laughs> Fuck that. But if you want me to make a joke about fucking dogs eating kids, I'll fucking make it funny, dog. Anyway, uh, so yeah. So I'm excited about that. You feel me? I just kind of like a, my, a little Christmas gift to myself, I guess, you know. But definitely, definitely. I wanted, I wanted to blame that like mid set on the crowd. I was like, the crowd was weird because they were weird for every comedian. But again, since I was off no rest... I, I, I'm, I'm only going to blame myself because that's on me. If I would have been 100%, who knows how that set would have gone. I would have probably murdered, you know? So, anyway, whatever. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm fix... I'm a, anyway, whatever. I ain't got to get into that. But I fucking killed it. <laughs> but, yeah. So, anyway, now that we talked about all the, the crazy weekend, that's why I haven't fucking recorded the podcast. Monday came around. I had to go to work. I'm literally, like... I literally slept Sunday, like, Sunday all day. And then yesterday on Monday... um. I I wanted to chill since we had been doing going back and forth from Chicago to Waukegan to Chicago. I wanted to fucking just chick it up, chill at the crib. Monday I didn't do shit. I didn't record the episode either. But then and then today, uh, Tuesday I went to fucking buy groceries. We went grocery shopping at the fucking Walmart. I was supposed to only get a little bit of shit, but you know when you go grocery shopping, somehow you always come out with a fucking fuckload of shit that you don't even know why the fuck you bought. I bought sugar cookies. I don't even know why I bought sugar cookies, nigga. But, oh, well, now they're here. I'm going to find a max on them. Uh, anyway, and then we went to Jewel Oscar because JV had to get three things. I walk out, I pay another fucking $50. I bought tortillas milagro, uh, bistec, carne para tacos and shit. Like, a whole bunch. Because I'm, I'm tired of, I used to, I, was, I used to only buy frozen food. Like, I would not cook shit. Like, not cook shit. Everything is frozen. I'm throwing an air fryer, throwing a microwave, throwing an oven. And now I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. I bought some bistez. Um, my mom had a, bought some bistez and I bought, well, I guess she bought them for me, but I paid her. So I guess I bought them. But no, how the fuck that works? Damn, that should have been my Christmas gift, nigga. Fuck. But anyway, I got some bistez from my mom and I ended up cooking them and that shit was gas. And I was like, damn, bro. Like, I mean, I'm, this is just common knowledge. You guys probably like, no shit, retard. But damn, like if you cook at home, you do save money compared to if you go out every fucking day. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna just start cooking at the crib, you feel me? And uh, yeah, bro, so I bought a whole bunch of fucking raw meat. I've seen on some perder esa madre. And uh, anyway, to close out this podcast before I get the fuck out of here, damn, I got carried away, I got high as shit too. Uh, we were right here hitting the fucking blunt while we were recording. I'm gonna talk about two, diff two different things real quick. <clears throat> The first one, Joe Byron, bing bong. <laughs> um, Joe Byron, Joe Byron, <laughs> Joe Biden, when he was running for president, one of his biggest uh, campaign pools, one of his biggest marketing, uh, I guess, weapons was that he was going to forgive student student loan debt. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people literally weren't even going to vote anymore. Like when Bernie got out, you know, when Elizabeth Warren got out and there were, there was a lot of people who were like, I don't even know about this Biden guy. You know, he's just another old white guy. But when he started announcing that they were going to be forgiving student loan debt, you feel me? Um, kind of people were like, all right, fuck it, shit. Hell yeah. We got, we owe 40,000, 50,000, you know, well, let's get that shit forgiven. People kind of, I think that was a big, you know what I'm saying? He, he was really like, uh, that I felt like that's why he won in my opinion. If you, like, you either voted for Biden because you hated Trump or you wanted your college loan 
forgiven or both. You feel me? And I don't blame you. Whatever, you know, and uh, anyway, so this dude ran on that. He kept promoting that. You feel me? He even, there even was people. I remember waking up on Twitter a few times and people were like, oh shit, my shit got cleared. Like, you know, and then on top of that, with COVID, people didn't actually have to make student loan payments. They waived them all, uh, you know, for the, for the year damn near, right? I don't know. I don't have student loans, but um, they ended up waiving these fucking uh, fees and um, people didn't have to make payments. Well, he finally fucking announced that psych, he would just fucking around. He is not going to forgive dick and the payments have to continue on February 1st, 2022. So basically everybody just is fucked. You feel me? Like a lot of people really thought, okay, you know what? They canceled the student payments uh, for the year, and I don't think they're going to ever bring them back. That was his plan. That was Biden. That's how Biden was going to get rid of student loan debt. But this motherfucker said, fuck out of here, psych, and brought that shit back. So I don't know. I think that I think that's literally tilting the scale to people being fed up with his shit. On top of that, I feel like a lot of us realize this motherfucker is not all there in the head. People are like, you know what? This motherfucker is a liar. The Democratic Party is just manipulative. You know, it's like... It's like they, they, you see the meme where it's like they compare uh, Republicans to Democrats. Like the Republicans have a big American plane dropping dropping bombs on uh, you know on on uh, on a Middle Eastern country, and then you see the Democrat, and it's the same plane dropping the same bombs at the same place, and they just have like a gay pride sticker and a BLM sticker, and they're doing the same shit. You feel me? So it, that's a lot. I think a lot of us are starting to realize that government ain't shit. These politicians ain't shit. They're just gonna. Literally, it's literally selling you a dream. Literally lying to you. Hey, I swear to God, I'm gonna do this for y'all. I'm gonna do this for y'all. And once you do it for him, like ah, psych, nigga. Like I ain't, I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna do shit for you. And, and I feel like they did it right in our face. You feel me? And I feel like me. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't even fucking know anymore. I don't. Fucking politics are are shit. Doesn't even fucking matter anymore. Everything has gone to shit. Fucking Maxwell Epstein's girlfriend's on trial We haven't heard shit about it That bitch is probably in court exposing everybody And we don't know because nobody's reporting on that shit The only thing You know what the fuck they did to distract us They gave that motherfucking uh, Semi truck driver 110 years in prison uh, From Colorado After he killed the I mean look okay so we'll talk Here let's get into this I know Shout out Look I know that me and the CDL drivers had beef before I know y'all niggas don't fuck with me, and I hope all you niggas flip over. But, <laughs> I'm just fucking, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Shout out to the CDL drivers. I got niggas that, like, really be CDL. Shout, shout out all my CDL niggas, first of all. Shout out my Hummy Red, shout out Frankie, shout out Porfirio. I mean, shout out again to all the, even the FedEx drivers that drive the big trucks, where they like to tell people they got CDL, but they don't even got CDL. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But every, every, everybody, you know, shout out to everybody with a CDL, man. I know that y'all got to be driving, you know, you got to be on it. You can't be doing shit like me where you stay up all night bullshitting and then you're on zombie mode because you might fucking run somebody over or do some dumb shit. You feel me? Hit Kill somebody. But so you guys do have, you know, probably one of the most important jobs in America as far as, you know, keeping the economy moving. You guys bring us the goods and, and, and shout out to basically shout out to all the CDL drivers, nigga. All right. Our beef is done. I'm not beefing with y'all no more. I'm beefing with the forklift drivers. Fuck all you dumbass niggas. Uh, <laughs> but, but shout out to the CDL drivers. Um, so this this shit happened. Um, I don't know exactly what day it happened. But I think last year at some point or earlier in the year, um, this, this, this truck uh, had lost his brakes and basically piled onto a whole bunch of cars and ended up killing four people, I believe. Killed four people. And uh, it's very unfortunate, right? It's very sad. It's very unfortunate. But there comes a line where you got to realize what was an accident and what was on purpose. You feel me? And even if, I mean, yes, he did kill four people. But man, like, there, it's been proven that his truck brakes were out. So it was an accident. Now, I know that there's this hasn't really been talked about too much on the media. But I believe people are saying that out in 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 certain I don't think there's any around here I don't think I've seen any but in certain highways there's a slid there, I don't know if it, I think it's called a slide out the but the ramp right basically where you're supposed to if you if you lose your brakes or you lose control you go on the ramp to basically stop yourself right and basically I mean only you get fucked you know you don't got to kill everybody else but basically I guess that they're saying that there was a ramp in between 
the moment his brakes stopped working and all the, where all the cars were, and it should have been his duty to get on that ramp and get out the way. Now, obviously, if you're driving a fucking 18-wheeler, you got to load, you're fucking freaking out because your brakes are going out. I don't think that you're, it's going to be in your fucking head to, oh, my God, look for the ramp. No, nigga, you're trying to figure out, holy shit, like, I'm about to die. These people about to die. I don't know. I feel like it's a... It, Yes, it's a split decision, and shout out to the drivers who've done it and had to do it before and, and didn't, you know, kill a lot of people or whatever. But, bro, like, how can you blame this guy? I get it if his brakes did work and he was fucking on his phone or drunk or just not paying attention. I get that. But, bro, like, his brakes literally didn't work. You feel me? Like, I I, I don't know. It, it, I... The, the, what baffles me is not the jail time. What baffles me is the time. 110 years, bro. Like, I, I slap him with fucking five. Slap him with seven years. Be like, hey, dumbass, you should have got on the fucking ramp. Do seven years. Do fucking four or, or whatever the fuck and, and get out. You know what I'm saying? You probably won't be able to drive no more. Then you have to downgrade to FedEx truck or, 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 um, or, uh, or forklift, you know. But regardless... You're not spending the rest of your life in prison. And, uh... I heard you, you only had, like, two or three weeks out of training. Two or three weeks out of training. Damn. So, it was, like... He, he hadn't been driving for a long time. And I think that should also be considerate. Like, hey, man, this, not, this guy wasn't a professional. And, and, you feel me? He wasn't, like, you know... I mean, he was a professional, but he wasn't, like, experienced. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, bro. There should have been some leniency there, in my opinion. I do, you know, sorry to those people who lost family members. It sucks. I, I know that, but... I mean, look at Travis Scott walking free. You feel me? There's 10 motherfuckers out at his concert after he was telling people to rage and go crazy and shit. Now, I know people that are saying, well, don't blame Travis Scott. I ain't, I ain't blaming him. I'm just saying. It's crazy. You feel me? When you're rich and you're not, uh, uh, the punishments you get, or not even just rich, but even if you compare, like, uh, white people to, 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 to this motherfucker, you feel me? I mean, look at Kyle Rittenhouse. And, I, I mean, I know his case was different, whatever, but just look at how much leniency he got. You feel me? They didn't get him on any charges, goddammit. Um, and, and I feel like 110 years was just ridiculous. There's been, uh, I've seen TikToks, I've seen YouTube videos, I've seen all kinds of shit of truckers in Colorado basically pulling over and, and striking and refusing to, to work in Colorado because of this decision that the judge made. There's a petition that I believe has over... I don't even know how many million people, I think five million people, I think, signed it already. Uh, a, a ridiculous amount of people, a, a great amount of people have signed this petition for this guy to, to, to basically get appealed and and either pardoned or, or, or a retrial, you know. I think now with the awareness that it has brought, he's going to have a way better defense. And, and I hope this guy, you know, his sentence is either reduced or he beats this case, you know. I get it if you have to strip his license. Fuck it, nigga. Fuck the license. Fuck a CDL, you feel me? Like, as long as he gets his freedom, it'll be, you know, I think he broke down in court, too. Like, he's like, man, I'm not a murderer, you know. And I get that because he didn't go to work. He wasn't around like, oh, I'm going to kill people today. You know, it's a fucking accident. So, it, I don't know if, if, if fucking, you know, it sucks for him, man. So, I hope that they can find uh, real justice, you know, because I don't think this was justice. I think it was just they were looking for somebody to blame. And since it was an accident, they were like, fuck it, this dude's a Latino. Let's stick him with 110 years, fuck it. You know, and, and I feel like that's what happened. But I, I don't know, you know, I don't I, I don't know. I don't know what the, the details are, but it sounds a lot uh, like some bullshit to me. So anyway, I hope he gets out. Shout out to him. Uh, keep your head up, my boy. And uh, other than that, man, um, let me get the fuck out of here. I think I already talked enough. Uh, <clears throat> shout out. Oh, and free Jody Goways. Free my motherfucking nigga Jody Goways, man. I, I can't speak on his situation too much, but free my motherfucking nigga. Free everybody locked up. Free the CDL driver. Free my nigga Jody Goways. Uh, free all the real niggas out there, man. Fuck all the bitch ass niggas. <laughs> shout out. Long live Draco the Ruler, man. Long live the greatest, man. Shout out Draco the Ruler. Uh, we, can you add some music to the end of this shit? Was Draco, Draco fucking some Draco? We'll get copyright. We'll get copyrighted for Draco. Shout out Draco, man. We'll fuck it. We'll get copyrighted for Draco one time. Uh, and fuck it, man. That's gonna be our exit. You guys have a great week. Bye bye. Oh no, actually, hold up, hold up. Psych, 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 psych. Um, I'm supposed to be recording another episode on Thursday. I'm trying to do maybe like a Christmas episode or have the guys here and just drink and have fun. Uh, I'm not sure yet though. I don't want to promise you that. So before I. Before I don't say it, I want to say Merry Christmas to everybody who has been a listener. Uh, you know, whether it was this year, whether you got... I know there's a lot of new listeners. I know there's people from TikTok who found me on TikTok who are now listening to the podcast. Uh, so shout out to all you motherfuckers. I know there's a lot of motherfuckers from Texas. Um, 
And shout out to everybody who, who, who has supported me in this fucking, in this fucking journey. You feel me? Like, I feel like, uh, you know, even, even when I first, even at the beginning of this year, you know, I used to daydream about doing these big shows, you know, doing better than these other comedians. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody want to be the big dog. You feel me? Everybody want to outshine people and everybody want to do this. Like, I I don't want to like, I mean, I'm not trying to shit on people. But when I go to comedy shows, like I do want to be the people, the the person that is remembered when people go home. You feel me? I feel like if you have that characteristic and that type of talent and that type of jokes, that's like the the that's really what it takes to make it. Like if you if you're the best in that room, and if you're not, you got to work on being the best. You feel me? But if you're the best in the room, eventually people are gonna notice, and that leads to more opportunities and shit. So again, whether it's been the practice, whether it's been the podcast that's helped me become a little bit of a better crowd worker, whatever the fuck it is, man. I'm going to keep working at it. And, and, and these opportunities I don't take for granted. So thank you guys for your support. Um, I think a lot of people have also booked me too this year because they know I have this podcast. They know if I do something in Aurora, people will come. So you guys definitely add value to this brand. And, and, and you know, this, I mean, even, even the two skinny name or, or the Ken Flores, whatever you want to call it, just the com- comedian side. Like you guys, you guys really, add value to, to my name, you know, as far as like people consider me for shows just because of you guys fuck with me so heavy. They're like, fuck it. Let's have, instead of having somebody else who may be already have more time than me in the game, they'll have me just because they know like that motherfucker might sell some tickets, you know? So I appreciate you guys for always being supportive of me. It really means the world to me. I mean, that's the big, that's the best gift I could ever have. I don't want shit for Christmas just for you guys to continue fucking with me. I know sometimes, you know, I, I know sometimes, you know, I'll be partying and I'll be having the hummies in here and I'll be getting like a little bit disconnected or I feel a little bit out of touch. You feel me? Like sometimes I know that there's real problems out there and real shit going on in the world and I don't really address it or I joke about everything and everything, but you know, that's how I am. You know, but y'all knew me since day one. I told you I'll be joking and bullshitting about shit. I shouldn't joke about, but I feel like that's why we have that mutual agreement that that's why y'all are here. And that's why I'm here too. So once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who's been listening. All the new niggas, shout out to y'all. Uh, all the people that share this shit every week. I mean, I appreciate that shit. You know, I'm not going to be heard about y'all not sharing my shit because I know that word of mouth is really what been getting me on and shit. Y'all telling y'all homies and shit. All the females. And I know there's a lot of females that listen to this shit. All the nail techs, all the lash bitches, everybody that be doing shit and they play my podcast while you got your custody in there, your client in there. I fuck with y'all queens, man. I fuck with y'all boys that be cutting hair listening to my shit. Shout out to everybody, man. Uh, getting, hey man, 2022, man. I mean, I still, now nah, you know what? Next year, I'll, next week, I'll do the the New Year's and the goals and all that bullshit. This year, this week, I just want to be grateful and thankful for all y'all, man. So thank you. And shit, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if I do a second episode this week. Yeah, I might hit you with two episodes this week. And then I'm, well, so I'll, I'll drop this today. Well, I mean, it's already fucking Wednesday, but damn near it's midnight. But I'll drop this this week right now. And then if, whatever I record Thursday, I'll drop the same night. So you'll get one on Wednesday and on Thursday night. And y'all listen to this shit with your family over the weekend or whatever the fuck, man. And then I'll be back on Monday with the New Year's episode. Y'all have a good week. Bye-bye. First off, we are not the same, nigga. I ain't never ever tucked the chain, nigga. I don't care if it was Debo in front of me. I'm the ruler, I'm the Don, that's who run this shit. We double park cause it's finna get violent. Holla at me when you Randy Moss a body. My attitude, bitch, I feel like John Gotti. The only way I see is having it is my way. Niggas getting stale faces when I switch lanes. Karate chopping, I got it for my sensei. All this talking from behind, can we speak on it? If I ever crossed the line, it was 300.